Good morning. Welcome, whether you're part of Jubilee Church or uh, whether you are visiting us online this morning, uh, it's great to be with you. Uh, we are carrying on our series called Heroes, uh, looking at uh, a passage from the Bible, from a, a book of the Bible called Hebrews, uh, and the 11th chapter of Hebrews, which um, really kind of holds up for us um, some figures from the Old Testament of the Bible um, and says, you can learn from these people's faith, from these men and women, you can learn something from their faith. Uh, so really, as a, as, as a means of recap, um, if you've been with us, you remember Raj a few weeks ago speaking about Abraham and uh, the promise that came to Abraham. And uh, just last week, John Hosey, it was great to have John with us speaking about uh, Sarah. Uh, and uh, John, who is a good friend of ours and uh, has been a Bible teacher within New Frontiers for, for many years, and John and his wife Sue, uh, who've been up to Jubilee and visited a number of times and who we love very much. It was great to have John with us speaking about Sarah. Uh, and, and again, it was Sarah who had Isaac, who was promised Isaac. And today we are looking at Isaac and Jacob. And uh, you might notice, uh, if you've read uh, in the Old Testament, you might notice the Jewish people um, referring to God as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, these were people of promise. Uh, and they, they knew they were people of promise. They knew, they knew that God had said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation and, and from your descendants, blessing will flow and, and uh, they will be the heirs of this promise. You know, the, the, the Jewish people knew this in the Old Testament uh, and, and they knew that uh, God had promised them uh, wonderful things and, and that, that actually through this people, God was putting all things right that had gone wrong in the world. Um, so we get to Isaac and Jacob. And in this passage in Hebrews, they're highlighted for their faith in how they bless those who are to come after them, who are coming after them. And um, so we're going to look at that. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11 uh, from verse 20. It's very sure I'll read it to you. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Okay, well, this morning we really need to, in order to understand uh, this passage, we need to look at the significance of blessing. You know, we live in a very individualistic society where actually we make it on our own or, you know, we, we, we make things ourselves. But actually, uh, for them, family blessing was important um, and it carried significance in the community, uh, both socially, both in a religious way. Um, and your future was determined by it um, and it passed through the firstborn son uh, and plus this for uh, this family, it was no ordinary blessing. No, this was God who had made great promises to them. And so if we look at the events uh, within Genesis um, of, of this promise in this family, if we turn to Genesis 25, um, we see this family um, with some really interesting dynamics to them. We have Isaac, the son of promise. 
um, he was carrying this word that God had given to his father. Uh, and he, his wife was Rebecca, and they had twins. They had Jacob and Esau. Esau had been born first. Esau was the, the older son. Um, but God had spoken to Rebecca when she was pregnant and said, you know what, it's going to be Isaac. It's going to be the younger one that, that carries the blessing, uh, that carries the promise, that will be, as it were, the firstborn. Um, and we find that, that Jacob is Rebecca's favourite, uh, but, but Esau, the older son, is, is Isaac's favourite. Um, Esau is the hunter. He's a hunter. Um, he is a man's man. Uh, he, he, he's skillful. He's an outdoors type of guy. He cooks some amazing food that his dad loves. He's a hairy man. It says that he's so hairy, it looks like he's wearing woolen garments. You know, in today's uh, modern world with the kind of male grooming as it is, you can't imagine, uh, you know, around the swimming pool with kind of guys with like all their hair shaved totally uh, and then hair and then Esau wandering around looking like he's wearing a woolly jumper. Um, but Esau is, Esau is um, Isaac's favourite. Um, and Jacob, Jacob seems to be, he's, well, he seems to be a mummy's boy. He seems to be uh, content not to stray too far from home. Uh, but we also start to learn that Jacob is a bit of a schemer. He is a bit of a wheeler dealer. Um, and it's not enough that God has said that uh, he will be the firstborn son. Actually, him and his mum, they, they scheme to try and force, force it, force God's hand. Uh, and remember, uh, and and Rebecca has this plan, uh, and she says to Jacob, right, Jacob, what I want you to do, I know Isaac, I know your dad's going to give Esau the blessing of the, of the firstborn son. So what I want, what I want you to do is to get in there first, dress up as Esau, even put uh, 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 animal skin on your body so that he feels it and he thinks it's you, uh, and we will trick him and he will give you the firstborn blessing. What would we call this nowadays? identity fraud I mean there's a, f a story of a few years ago of a, a famous con man um, who tried to con uh, super wealthy people even governments out of millions of euros um, by pretending to be uh, the French defense minister in the government and uh, he was needing help to pay off uh, some ransoms for French hostages overseas it was a total con, uh, and it, you know he would send emails and uh, make phone calls and stuff like that, and he even would make video calls uh, uh, dressed uh, as as this French defence minister with a silicon mask on and, and in a, in a in a kind of minister's office, uh, tricking uh, or trying to trick these wealthy people and even these heads of state out of millions of of euros and eventually he was caught but not before he actually tricked um, two or three wealthy people out of millions of pounds millions of euros um, you know you could see him here appealing to heads of state uh, billionaires dressed as the government minister ready to receive but here's Jacob dressed as Isaac dressed as the firstborn son approaching his dad his own dad who's old, who's blind, who's, who's near death. Now, this is despicable. This is, this is a worse deception. And Isaac blesses him. He blesses him as the firstborn son. 
Eventually, Esau finds out he is not happy. Uh, Isaac realizes he's been tricked. And at this point, you might be thinking, hang on a minute. How does, how does Hebrews say that this blessing is by faith? How can it hold it up as a faithful thing? Well, here's the thing. Isaac doesn't take back the blessing when he realizes he'd been tricked. He still blesses Esau, uh, but it's as the younger son now. And, and he actually even goes on to reiterate his blessing on Jacob later on. See, Isaac doesn't insist on his own way. Perhaps he remembers back to the promise that he knew God had made to Rebecca when she was pregnant. Uh, he, he recognises that God's choice is Jacob, despite him not being the oldest, despite him not being the youngest, despite him not being Isaac's favourite. See, Isaac realised that God's will was more important than his preferences. God was God and he was not. See, living faithfully will often mean that. It'll often mean sometimes setting aside our plans, setting aside our preferences, setting aside our ideas for God's. I wonder if perhaps even in this time of shaking, I wonder if God is challenging uh, us about things like that. Preferences, choices, uh, things in our life. Are they God's will? Are they all God's will? Or are they just what we want? See, it may mean in times like that, being like Isaac, uh, changing, uh, realising our, our mistake, realising that our choices we've made are because, they're, because of our preferences and not because they're God's will and changing. Well, let's look at Jacob and the blessing that he gives. Uh, how did Jacob then go on from this mummy's boy con artist schemer to someone who is held up in the New Testament as, uh, as for blessing his grandchildren by faith. Well, actually, if we again then go back into Genesis and we go into Genesis 48, uh, here we have Jacob at the end of his life. And uh, we've, we've got no time to go into the story of Jacob and Joseph. You can do that in your own time if you wish. Um, but Jacob is blessing Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, as if they're his own, as if they're his sons. Okay, so why is this held up as faith? Well, I think there's three things that we can learn. See, I think part of it is in what he says as he blesses them. Listen, this is what he says. He says, may the God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, See, Jacob's life has been more of a roller coaster than EastEnders and Coronation Street put together. Yet, at the end of his life, he can say, but I know, I know God has been my shepherd through it. As a shepherd cares for his sheep, I know God has cared for me. I wonder if you and I can say the same. Perhaps for you, things haven't gone how you planned them in life. Perhaps there's mistakes you know you've made, or perhaps um, there's been times where on the outside 
you, you've let things look like everything's okay, but on the inside you know things have not been right with God. Or perhaps there's been times where you've just been all out rebellious from God. Listen, can you come to recognise that? Or even through all those times, God has never left you. Can you realise that God has never given up on you? Even in your faithlessness and my faithlessness, he is always faithful. Maybe it feels like that right now. Maybe you're going through a time like that right now. You need to know God is faithful and he will not give up on you. The second thing I think we can learn from Jacob is this. You know, Jacob was one that craved blessing. And uh, we've seen him do, we've already kind of touched on some of the things he did, crazy things he did to get blessing. There's even an account of Jacob wrestling with God, it seems. And he's saying to God, I won't let you go until you bless me. See, in reality, we may not have the same type of, of family blessings as they did then, but... But in a way, we're, we're all looking for blessing. We're all looking for approval. Maybe it's from others. Maybe it's from parents. Maybe it's from parent types in our lives. Maybe it's from our peers. Maybe it's from ourselves. We want to be recognised deep down as significant. I think the music icon Madonna puts it really well and really honestly when in an interview she was talking about her career uh, a number of years ago and she spoke right into this area she said I have an iron will and all of my will has always been to conquer some horrible feeling of inadequacy I'm always struggling with that fear I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being then I get to another stage and I think I'm mediocre and uninteresting and I find a way to get myself out of that again and again my drive in life is from this horrible fear of being mediocre. And that's always pushing me, pushing me. Because even though I've become somebody, I still have to prove that somebody. My struggle has never ended and it probably never will. See, I think too that we try to achieve blessing. We try to achieve significance through our own efforts or through the next big thing or or even like Jacob through trying to pretend to be someone we're not, pretend to be someone else. Do you know what? Through all those things, we'll never manage it. But there is a way to end that struggle. See, I think these blessings by faith that we're looking at this morning, like all the the, um, faithful heroes in Hebrews 11, I think they're pointing to a greater hero. And we read uh, in the next chapter of of Hebrews in chapter 12, we, we read this, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. You see, the family blessing that counts, the significance that we need, do you know what? It can be found in Jesus. And just as Isaac and Jacob at the end of their lives, they, they bless others. It's at the point of death that Jesus Uh, blesses you and I. How does he do that? Well at the cross Jesus, Jesus who is who is referred to in the Bible as the firstborn son becomes one as becomes as one who is cursed as one who is not blessed 
in order that we, who should be cursed, might receive the blessing of the firstborn son. We might receive the approval of God. It's the wonderful exchange at the cross. This is the good news of Jesus. We can't earn our significance, our standing before God. It's a gift. It's a gift and we receive it when we receive Jesus into our lives. And you know, this Jesus who was gloriously raised to life, not the end for him. And get this, Hebrews describes those that have done this as the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. See, now we all receive that blessing, that significance, that promise of the firstborn child. We are all a church of the firstborn. All of us, you and me. Not just, not just the most gifted of us, not just the leaders amongst us, not just the ones who have been Christians longest. No, no, all of us. See, Isaac and Jacob were those who uh, had realised that they'd been blessed by God. And actually, they were then able then to go on and bless others. See, how much more have you and I been blessed by God in Christ? Therefore, how much more are you and I able to bless others around us? Now, I want to ask you this morning, how are you, you going to bless others around you? Who are you able to bless around you? Not so that you can earn a blessing, but because you've received the greatest one ever. See, whether that's your neighbours, whether that's your family, whether that's uh, work colleagues, uh, whoever that might be. Maybe that's whether it's people that you don't get on with or rub you up the wrong way, even your enemies. Jesus said, bless those who curse you and pray for those who ill treat you. We can bless those around us. We can do it through our actions. We can uh, do it through the way we encourage people, the way we, um, our attitude with people. We can bless people by sharing with them the wonderful news of Jesus and how they can come into knowing this blessing too. See, finally we're told that Jacob, um, Jacob worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. It's an interesting phrase, isn't it? That the, the writer of Hebrews um, keeps to add in and, and keeps in. Uh, the, the Victorian preacher Charles Spurgeon said, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful reminder to us that of, even in old age, Jacob was, was, was in bed but leaning on his staff, lean, leaning against his staff. He had his staff in his hand. It's a reminder that his life had been about a journey. It had been a journey that God had taken him on. Much of his life was on the move um, with his staff, his trusty staff. And Spurgeon says it's a reminder that all of us are on a journey. All of us are not to keep still, but we're on a journey with God. And he says this, Now, Christian brothers and sisters, I want you to live in the same spirit, feeling that this is not your rest or your native country. There is nothing here that is worthy of you. Your home is yonder, on the other side of the desert, where God has mapped out your portion. Jubilee, I believe we're on a journey. And uh, we're not to settle either, not, but rather we're to lift our eyes to the great promises of God, the great promises for Teesside 
uh, for this nation, for the nations. You know, as we as we come out of lockdown, I, I believe we're not called to simply go back to the way things were. Uh, equally, we're not simply to settle in the into the ways we've got used to over this lockdown month time over the last few months. No, no, we're to go forward in faith, going forward and knowing we're blessed by God in Christ, going forward knowing that we can bless others and those around us. Go forward bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere. Let me pray. Thank you, God, for knowing wonderful blessing in you. Thank you for wonderful examples like Jacob and Isaac, but thank you for Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Uh, who won it all at the cross for us. And uh, we thank you for a uh, wonderful blessing we find in him. And uh, I pray for anyone who's listening who uh, may be struggling right now, uh, knowing that I, I thank you that your Holy Spirit comes and testifies with our spirit that we're God's children. And I pray you do that right now, uh, wherever we may be. Pray for anyone watching who doesn't know you. Lord, perhaps if they're thinking of taking a step towards you, thank you that they can know in confidence that you welcome them with open arms and want to know them and welcome them into uh, who you are. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of the day.